Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Timberwolves continue the trip through California. They started Northern California and San Francisco. They got beat by the Golden State Warriors. Then they go to L.A. and beat the Clippers and the Lakers last night, and now they're back in Sacramento before returning home to take on Philly Tuesday night at Target Center. And joining us from the Timberwolves Radio Network, you hear him every game, uh, pregame, halftime, postgame, Cal Soderquist. Cal joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Cal, I hope you're having a good day. Yeah, we're enjoying the temps here in the Twin Cities, and uh, like you alluded to, hoping that the Wolves can uh, keep the good vibes rolling to close out this road trip tonight. Yeah, and the the way the trip started, and, and let's even go back to the first game out of the break, uh, they get beat by Charlotte at home, a major bummer. They go on the road, a depleted Golden State team. They didn't get it done. All of a sudden, a three-game skid, and taking on a pretty good L.A. Clipper team in Los Angeles, and they found a way to get it done, and then they come right back on Friday night and beat a Laker team without LeBron James, and all of a sudden they have a chance to go 3-1 and one if they can find a way to take down the Kings. Yeah, it's, it's a huge turnaround, especially like you kind of mentioned, you know, where this team was Monday or even Tuesday going into that Clipper game. Against a, a full-strength Clippers squad, we knew both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were going to play in that game. And I, I don't know how much you know panic and, and uh, nervousness there was internally amongst the team, but certainly externally, you know, amongst the fan base. And, and you look at where the team had tumbled to in the standings, and probably we're making more of it uh, than we should because so much is still going to change throughout these next four or five, six weeks to, to finish the season. But they, they were stuck in a slump for sure. And um, I'm sure the team and, and everyone around kind of just were feeling some urgency to quickly turn things around and not let that three-game losing streak snowball any further. So I think they did a great job in, in both of these last two wins against L.A. teams. You, you could say that, yeah, they took care of business against a, a shorthanded Lakers squad, but you know we know the Wolves have struggled in some of those matchups earlier in the season and certainly Anthony Davis and uh, some of those former Timberwolves, both Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt have still provided a boost for the Lakers. So that, that was a good win as well. And in both of those victories, the Wolves have uh, leaned on their defense. Yeah. And we've talked about it now for weeks and weeks, Cal, but the, the difference between 
being a, a top six in the NBA's Western Conference and out of the playoffs is still a ridiculously small margin. Right now the Dallas Mavericks are the sixth seed, 12 games out of first. The L.A. Lakers are out. They, they don't even get into the playoff uh, or the play-in tournament. They're, they're 15 games out of first place. So that's three games between six, which is, you know, not having to bother with the play-in tournament and out of the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's wild. And I think it, it might come down to, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, it, it might be which teams get healthy at the right time. You know, with the Lakers getting that unfortunate news about LeBron James, he's going to miss at least the next two or three weeks, I think. And that might be a fatal blow for them because their margin for error is so small. As you mentioned, they're trying to climb back into the top ten. Um, but I look at, like, the Warriors who, you know, they got that win over the Wolves with some guys out. It sounds like Steph Curry might be back as soon as tomorrow. They've won a few in a row. Um, and, and it's just, it's just going to be about which team finds their stride kind of at the right time. And, you know, maybe the Timberwolves can be one of those candidates where now all of a sudden they've got back-to-back wins. We'll see what happens tonight in Sacramento against a, another team that that's heating up. They've won five straight, but regardless, you know, if the Wolves can start to string some things together, they are certainly, they, they certainly still have everything in front of them in terms of trying to climb up out of that play-in picture and into the top six. I think they're just a half game out of six or, or maybe a game out of six now. And so th- there's still very much uh, left achievable there. And it's, I, I think it's just kind of, it's, it's funny and, and crazy at the same time that you know, this time last week, or especially after the uh, the Warriors' loss on Sunday, we were probably more concerned about Minnesota tumbling out of that, that oh. play-in picture entirely, and, and now we're more focused on avoiding it entirely and climbing into the top six. So it's it's going to be a wild final month of the season in terms of how these uh, these standings shake out, really anywhere from three or four all the way down to ten in the West. Cal Soder is joining us, Timberwolves Radio Network. You hear them all season long, pregame, halftime, postgame show. And late start tonight, 8.30 pregame tip after 9 uh, with Alan Horton here on the home of the Timberwolves and back to Target Center against Philadelphia. In the game last night, um, I, I think Timberwolves fans have been waiting for Mike Conley, uh, who came over in the trade, obviously, and, and Rudy Gobert. And... And they really led the Timberwolves to that victory over the Lakers last night. And that's good to see because it's been a bit of a struggle for Ant as of late. And getting guys who have been through the wars like Conley and Gobert and have played a ton together in their tenure at Utah to to kind of be the go-to guys in that ball game last night is really a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you could easily make the case that that was Mike Conley's best game uh, in a Timberwolves uniform so far. Still a bit of a small sample size, sure, but he had some big shots. He scored the final five points uh, in that ball game to kind of stem uh, that that Laker rally right when the Wolves needed it. And um, he's just, you know, he's had sort of a calming presence. You could call it poise in, in each of these last two games where, you know, kind of like we saw in the losing streak, unfortunately, the Wolves would build up a big lead in the fourth quarter or, or even have the lead in the fourth quarter and then watch their opponent rally right past them. And and we saw some of that in, in both the Clippers and, and the Lakers wins where the Wolves had double-digit leads in that fourth, and, and I think the Clippers got as close as four. 
Lakers, I believe, got as close as three last night. Um, but Minnesota then stood stood firm and and made plays on on either offense or defense or really on both ends of the floor to uh, to quell that rally from their opponent. And Mike Conley's been huge. I think Rudy's been huge. He missed that game against the Warriors and and came back against the Clippers and has been huge anchoring things defensively. It also, I think, you know, both Rudy's return, which which then allows Nas Reed to slot back into that second unit, and getting Torian Prince back after he had missed the last two games away from the team dealing with a personal matter, and, and his sort of assistance with that second unit and being another calming presence on the floor, um, it, it just kind of allows every everything sort of falls into place a little bit easier with that second unit. So the bench, I think, has really been able to shine in each of these last two wins. But, yeah, Mike Conley, I think, is getting more and more comfortable um, with his teammates, with that starting five. These are the first uh, first two victories for the starting five when you consider, uh, you know, Rudy and Kyle Anderson and Jaden and Ant and Mike Conley. And that's something, too. You know, Ant certainly hasn't been up to his standards since returning from the All-Star break, and I think it's the combination of several things. One, he did not get much time off, and he's probably dealing with that where everyone else around him maybe has a, a second wind or, or was able to refresh and recharge over the break. He was a busy guy in Salt Lake City. Um, and, and two, he's getting used to a new backcourt partner in Mike Conley, and I think he's even had to shoulder more, especially in these late-game scenarios where previously the Wolves could – you know, put the ball in D'Angelo Russell's hands and trust him yep. to create his own shot and get a couple of buckets when, when they need it. Mike Conley can do that. We even saw him do it last night, certainly. But he's more of a facilitator. He's going to do some other things to help you win. But Ant has had to do a lot of the creating and the playmaking late in games. And I think he's just kind of – he's feeling it out right now. And, uh, you know, the Wolves will get the benefit. They, they had a couple of days off in L.A. between these last two games. They'll have another couple days off next week, so hopefully Ant's able to kind of recharge the batteries in in shorter stints there. But, yeah, he's been kind of uh, just feeling through it a little bit these last few. Yeah, and there's no doubt. And when I visited with with Kevin Lynch or or Alan Horton or uh, some of the beat writers like James Frederick or Chris Hine who, who cover the club, the one thing that it's easy for fans to lose sight of, he's still a young kid. And an 82-game NBA season is a real grind. And he does pride himself on being available night in and night out. I, I remember that game earlier in the season. He went down hard, and Ant played through it. And, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where that also that answering the bell night in and night out, it is not easy over 82 games. I know they travel first class and stay in outstanding hotels and ride around on charters and all of that sort of stuff. But still, you know, night in and night out in the NBA, it's tough playing against the best players in the world. Absolutely. And I think he's, he's learning on the fly and you're right. He's just a 21 year old kid still, but, but still I think the maturity has been impressive and how he's handled, you know, losing Carl Anthony Towns in in basically mid November and, you know, whether it's been D'Lo helping out at times, um, Ant has been the primary scoring option for this team since that cat injury, and he's really had to sort of feel his way through all the defensive attention that comes with that. And I think, you know, at times we, we've heard both he admit it and his head coach say that there's a little too much hero ball happening, but 
then we see Ant, you know, learn from it pretty quickly in the next game or, or later on that week. I, I think even back to that that Clipper win, as, as the Clippers were, were staging their rally in the fourth quarter on Tuesday, and Ant had it at the top of the key, and you kind of hold your breath and, and wonder if, he, if he's going to, you know, dribble the air out of the ball and then launch a shot late in the shot clock that, you know, it doesn't, doesn't allow for a lot of ball movement, doesn't get others involved. But he makes the right pass to find Kyle Anderson kind of slicing open at, at the baseline. And then K.A. makes one of his vintage plays, you know, a one-touch pass to a diving Rudy for the slam that sealed the deal and put the Wolves back up six with, with under a minute to play. So just little sort of snapshots like that where Ant won't get the assist or anything like that, but, but that was the right play, you know, to, to pass it off, right. trust your teammates, and maybe even the ball is going to find its way back to you later in that possession. But I think the the maturation in real time has been impressive for him. And, you know, let's let's be honest. This team has put a lot on his shoulders since that cat injury and even, you could say, more so after the trade of D'Lo. So Ant has really responded. And I, I would not doubt, you know, we, we've seen him struggle shooting the basketball in these last few games out of the break. I think it's it's only a matter of time until he finds that shooting stroke again and, and kind of gets his legs back under him and, We'll see him make those. Uh, he makes those thirty-point performances look so easy. We'll see those sooner than later. I bet. Timberwolves and Kings tonight. Pre-game eight thirty with Cal Allen with all the play-by-play after nine o'clock. Then they return home to the cities. Get the Sixers here on Tuesday night. You'll hear them all here on the home of the Timberwolves. News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Uh, Cal, we we can sum this up real quickly on Cat. Still no timetable for his return. We'll leave it there. Fair enough. Yeah, we we haven't gotten any any you know def- definitive yeah. concrete updates. I'm sure it's frustrating for fans, but believe me, if, if there's one guy that wants to be back out there for this playoff push, it's Cat. And uh, if he's making progress behind the scenes, even if we don't have you know definitive benchmarks or status updates, that that's good enough for me to know that hopefully it's sooner rather than later. All right, Cal, the Kings, one of the great surprises, I would think, this year in the NBA. You you go up and down the standings in the association, and what they've done this year, you mentioned they're on a five-game winning streak, but they have had a fine year from start to finish. They've been very legitimate. It's been really impressive, and you think back to you know the start of the season they had, maybe the first month, and, and that's when people started to say, "All right, this is they're going to fall back down to earth eventually." You know, this yeah. is a team that made that that deadline day deal last year to bring in Demonis Sabonis, and I think it's worked out better than they could have expected with with uh, he and De'Aaron Fox pairing. You know, both those guys made the All Star game. Uh, earlier this month, and I think they have just flourished together as, as kind of a pair. And they haven't they haven't stumbled. They haven't fallen back to earth. They're they're continually going up against uh, big time contenders. They had those two wins in the last week. Both of them one point wins over the Clippers. Uh, the one the second highest scoring game in league history. So they can put up points if they need to. And I think it'll be really interesting as they kind of try to hold off you know, the, the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors of the world in the Western Conference standings. And if the, the Kings can kind of maintain their positioning, um, it's, it's a, they've, they've really charged up the fan base. Uh, it's, a, it's a team that everyone's gotten behind in terms of uh, 
that rabid Kings fan base. So it, it should be a fun one tonight. It's going to be a rocking atmosphere, I'm sure. Um, they've got that light the beam tradition that has really caught on really quickly after victories. And it's a, it's a stern challenge for the Timberwolves, to be sure, because it's a team that's playing with a lot of confidence right now. Um, they can hurt you with several of their guys. And, yeah, we'll see how the Wolves respond on the second end of a back-to-back. All right, so that is coming up later on tonight. Cal, always good to visit with you. Uh, sneak peek at the pregame show. I know Alan sits down with Chris Finch. Anything else to look forward to? Yeah, we'll get some more King sound. We'll hear from both both De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis okay. and uh, Mike Brown, you know, the head coach of the Kings. He'll talk about how, you know, they've had this kind of, they've been the darlings of the conference since their hot start to the season, but they're not they're not satisfied with that. They're, they're ta- they've talked a lot about how we're not just trying to get to the playoffs and, and then, all right, that's a successful season. They want to make some noise in the West, so. We'll take a closer look on if, uh, if if that indeed is a possibility for this team. All right, Cal, do you usually take a nap with these late starts on the West Coast? <laughs> it's an afternoon coffee for me, and you know, uh, with with the temps above freezing, we we can even go iced coffee. I think that's that's probably what I'll dial right. up when I head into the studio shortly. <laughs> all right, uh, sounds good, Cal. Look forward to it. Uh, Cal starting at eight thirty tonight. Allen uh, right after nine o'clock with the tip. Here on the home of the Timberwolves, News Talk, 830-WC. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Things have tightened up considerably at Target Center. Big Ten Women's Tournament. Indiana led Ohio State by 20 at the half. Indiana now leads by one. And the Buckeyes have the ball. They, they had rallied to take a lead. And now with one ten to go, Indiana leads Ohio State 73-72. And the Buckeyes have free throws coming up. That could give them the lead. What a comeback. And uh, we we still have Iowa-Maryland in the late game today. Scheduled to start at 4. It'll be later than that. But uh, semifinal day at the Big Ten Women's Tournament uh, in downtown Minneapolis at Target Center. Uh, let's, Let's get back to some NBA news. And the Memphis Grizzlies superstar John Morant, will be away from the team for at least the next two games. This is from the Associated Press. Now, the team made the announcement today, not long after the NBA opened an investigation into a social media post by the guard after he live-streamed himself holding what appeared to be a gun at a nightclub. The video was streamed by Moran to his Instagram page, And it was not archived once he stopped the stream. The Grizzlies played in Denver on Friday night. They fly to L.A. for games against the Clippers on Sunday and the Lakers on Tuesday. Morant will miss those two games at a minimum, according to the Grizzlies, without any further comment. The NBA said, we are aware of the social media post involving Ja Morant and are investigating. The league, if it finds wrongdoing, could fine or suspend Morant. Based on the Grizzlies' statement, the earliest Morant could play again is Thursday at home against Golden State. It was not immediately clear if he was going to accompany the Grizzlies on their trip to L.A. Memphis currently number two in the Western Conference. Morant averaging 27.1 points a game. And this is the second time in the last few weeks that Moran has been the subject of a league investigation. Moran's actions were investigated by the league after a January 29th incident in Memphis that said or uh, led to a friend of his being banned from home games there for a year. So uh, John Morant now in hot water with the team and the NBA will sit out the two games in L.A. at minimum so stay tuned on that 330 by the way ohio state leading indiana 74 73 and indiana comes down they get a bucket they go up by one and a timeout on the floor with 45.4 to go in the fourth quarter at target center coming up iowa and maryland championship game on sunday we'll have a break for the weather in a moment, here on News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Women's Big Ten Tournament, Target Center, downtown Minneapolis. 
Ohio State on the brink of roaring back to upset number one seed Indiana. Ohio State at one point trailed by 24. They were down by 20 at the half. They now lead by two, will shoot free throws with 4.6 seconds to go in the game. The largest previous comeback in Big Ten tournament history, 19. So Ohio State on the brink of pulling the big comeback upset win over Indiana. Um, Iowa takes on Maryland, coached by Brenda Freeze, of course. And that game will get started scheduled at 4. It'll probably be 4.15 or so before they finally get that going. Championship game tomorrow at Target Center. Next week, uh, the Marquee High School Tournament in the state of Minnesota. The Boys State Hockey Tournament gets started on Wednesday with the 1A Tournament at the XL Energy Center and then the 2A Tournament on Thursday. And joining us for a preview Covers prep sports year-round for the Star Tribune. David LeVake and David, good to visit with you. It's always a pleasure, Steve. You've been well? Yeah, doing well. Uh, taking a bit of a breather after a, a busy week. Now, I didn't cover as many games as you did, but I've got that thing <laughs> called a full-time job during the day in the printing business, and then I would sneak out and do games. But uh, I took Friday night off, and I'm going to take tonight off. But, uh yeah, a wild week. I call it the greatest week in boys' high school hockey with, with some section finals and and all, some section semifinals. I mean, it, it, it's great stuff. It is a, it is a great week. It's, it's a great span. This is where it all boils down to. This is where you get the full barns. This is where you get not that the kids were lacking for passion and, and energy, but it, it just goes through the roof this time of year. It's, just, it's, it's you know, it's winter. As one coach said, you, you got to win the state tournament. You got to win six game sevens in a row. <laughs> yeah, which it, 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 pretty daunting. It really is. When you think of it that way. Yeah, it really is extraordinary. And there's some great games this week. And you look at the number one seed in the two A tournament starting on Thursday, Minnetonka. They had to go to two overtimes to beat a scrappy Chanahassen team. And and that game, as much as anything, kind of sums up the drama of it all. Here, here's Chan. Uh, they get a goal to go ahead. Minnetonka ties it late in regulation, then do a second overtime, and the skippers pull it out. Yeah, and let's be glad that that, I think even if Chan Hassan fan would agree, let's be glad that the goal that they scored wasn't the goal to decide the game because I don't know if you'd heard about this, but they were trying to ring the puck around the back of the, on the boards behind the net, and it hit a, some sort of uh, bump back there, and it come right out to the slot, and that right on the stick of the Chan Acid player, and he poured it in. So that's how they scored their first goal. They don't have to apologize for it. I'm just saying I'm glad the game didn't end on that. Yeah, fluky goal like that. Uh, but a lot, lot of great section finals, and as you pointed out, a uh, lot of full ranks, not only here in the Metro, but, but all over the state. But the one thing... I think we do miss, and I brought it up on the radio on Thursday night sitting in for Henry Lake. The one thing we do miss at this time of year is the ample parking and ample seating in the Fairgrounds Coliseum. That is one thing that really stands out uh, come section time because, you know, Braemar, it's a great rink, but it was absolutely packed to the rafters for the game I saw on Wednesday night, the three double-A 
uh, section final between Creighton Durham Hall and St. Thomas Academy. Donna Bloomington Ice Garden, Edina and Wyzetta packed to the rafters, sold out in advance. That That's one thing you do notice is, you know, not not able to go to Mariucci right now where, where we used to see section finals or the Fairgrounds Coliseum comes to mind. I agree. I would say that I don't know that the parking situation was any better at Mariucci. But, and, and so that I, when yeah. I, I'm, and I say that to set up what I was going to say next, which is, do you think the new barn at St. Tom- University of St. Thomas saves the day? You still have a parking problem there, but they, they sh- should have a much better seating situation. Yeah, and I, I am, I am still advocating, and I, I know there are others that I've talked to. Let's face it, the state fair board has the money. There's no question they have the money, and it, it sure would in my opinion, fill a void. Even if they don't have ice in there from the end of October until, you know, state tournament time, even even if they had light ice in there January, February, and March, I think it would be a huge help. But, um, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be able to tell the State Fair Board how to, how to spend their money. But back to the tournaments, let's start with 1A, get your thoughts on what you see in that bracket. Uh, Warroad uh, won the girls' 1A tournament. They come in as the number one seed in this 1A tournament starting on Wednesday. Yeah, and they've got, they've just been, it's been such a charmed year for them already. It's just so many things have gone right. And you've got Jason Shogabay, the great forward that has now eclipsed uh, the scoring record in that program, passed up the great TJ Oshie. He's up for Mr. Hockey. He's got his goaltender, Hampton uh, Slozinski, I think I'm saying that right. Probably not, but <laughs> Hampton, anyway, he's, he's a darn good goalie. That much I know. He's up for the Frank Brimsek Award. So you've got stars, uh, a couple of stars, and then you've got a team that's unbeaten and, and only gave up uh, one tie. So they, just everything has really kind of gone their way. They, they knocked off uh, Hermantown during the season. That was big for them to get over that hump because – Hermantown got them in the, sec- in the state championship game last year. So everything you'd want out of War Road, and they've delivered uh, thus far. And I, 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 they have the number one seed for good reason. And I think this might just be the year that they're able to take it all the way. And here's the lay of the land for Wednesday in St. Paul 1A tournament. Number two, Her- Hermantown against Laverne. Uh, they, they had uh, both boys and girls team get, come to the tourney this year. Uh, in the one o'clock game, number three Matamita against Alexandria. They got a, a great rink up in Alexandria and a proud program. Then at six, number one War Road against St. Cloud Cathedral, and then in the night camp, Orono against Northfield. And, and David, uh, some quick thoughts on the Double A tournament. We mentioned the number one Minnetonka. They they survived that section final in two overtimes. But uh, you've got a lot of familiar faces, including the teams that uh, squared off in what some would argue is the greatest state championship game we've ever seen. And over in Maple Grove, they're back in the tournament. Yeah, it's interesting because out of these eight teams, there's only one team that's new this year, and that's the number one seed, Minnetonka. If you remember last year, Prior Lake came out of that section, which is section two, and they had, we had the great show put on in the quarterfinals by Alex Bump. So that's so. Maybe, maybe, excuse me, Minnetonka is, like I said, the only new team. And but yeah, Andover is back. Maple, everyone else is back that you can name. So it's it's a uh, it should be fun because you think now with that experience and that continuity that these teams would be able to 
somehow be able to put the nerves aside and, and be able to get to their game quickly and, and put their best foot forward out on the ice. Yeah, and uh, I visited with Matt Funk on Thursday night, the Creighton-Durham Hall head coach, about their section final a game I called on Wednesday night on NSPN.TV, and Matt said, you know, they weren't all that proud of their tournament performance the year before, and, you know, it was a goal to get back and, and play better, and right out of the gate, they'll open the tournament at 11 a.m. on Thursday against number two, Maple Grove, and and the Crimson didn't have an easy path because they had to get by Rogers, and they really had a dominant run, beat a solid Champlain Park team in the semifinals, and then really took care of business against a big physical Rogers team in their section finals. So Maple Grove playing well right now. That's a team that deserves to have something good happen because I don't know the odds, but how do you lose in back-to-back years by a 6-5 score? It's just it's unfathomable. But Maple Grove has endured that, and here they come again with the number two seed. They should. If anyone's got things that they want to get done, it's them. So we'll see what they're able to put together this year. Yeah, more ahead in Edina at 1 o'clock. Uh, the Hornets, the number three seed, uh, they were able to beat uh, – Wyzetta at big in the section final this week. We mentioned Minnetonka taking on Hill Murray. And Hill Murray again comes back to the state tournament in a section this year that by all accounts was wide open and the Pioneers get it done again at Aldrich. Yeah, it was their 18th consecutive appearance in a section final, which is ridiculous. Uh, but, yeah, they, they came in very much. Uh, they were the three seed. Uh, I know Gentry was the four. So both of the teams were not terribly appreciated as far as their body of work this year. Hill Murray won, and they come into the state tournament now just one game over 500. They have had, and, and you know, Coach Bill Lechner says we're not going to get any sympathy here because everyone's got their own sad story to, to tell. But between inju- inexperience already, injuries, illness, they just couldn't ever get things together uh, as far as a consistent lineup. And the only thing that has been consistent for them as the play of Jack Erickson, great goaltender, great senior goaltender. He's been keeping the, everything held together back there, and they're they're, they're you know they're, they're playing well. Their record isn't going to impress anybody, and, and they don't have the name recognition among the forwards and the D that they've had in the past several years. But they're playing good hockey right now, and they believe that they've got a chance to bring their best, and, and that'll be good enough. So we'll see what happens against Minnetonka. And then in the nightcap Thursday night, Lakeville South, the number five against number four Andover, the defending champs. And the Huskies go into that section, section 7AA. Duluth East is the number one seed up there at Amsoil, and Andover absolutely steamrolled them in the section final. Yeah, two words, Cooper Conway. That kid has exploded. He's a senior forward. 45 goals he's up to this year. Uh, I think that was more than double last year's output. He's just been a tremendous breakout star on a team that already has Gavin Thorson, who's a a great forward in the Mr. Hockey Finals. Caden Casey, who was a Star Tribune first-team All-Metro selection last year. So the defending champs are really loaded. They've got other guys that are skilled and talented with experience through the lineup. They've got a lot going for them, and they shouldn't be counted out, even though they're on the same side of the bracket as Minnetonka. If the seeds hold, they are going to give Minnetonka one hell of a battle. Yeah. Well, David, always good to visit with you. David Levake from the Star Tribune joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. And it is tourney time, and 
lo and behold, you have a book, Tourney Time, that uh, you put I together do. with with Lauren Nelson. Uh, great stuff, and and still uh, a, a great read leading up to the tournament, David. Oh, we appreciate it. We we, we try to make it a great read by talking to the guys that that were participating in it as coaches, as players, as fans. We got cheerleaders in there. All those stories added up to one great collection. You can go to legacy.hockey. That's all you need to type into your browser and go right there. It'll, you can order the book straight from uh, Lauren and myself, the authors. We, they'll be signed for you, and we can personalize them for yourself. Or if you want to gift somebody, we got you covered at legacy.hockey. All right, very good, David. Thanks for the time, as always. My pleasure, Steve. Thanks. There he is, David Levake. Uh, once again, the tournament is set. 1A, Wednesday, 2A, Thursday, and all the games on Channel 45. A great tradition. Quick break. We'll come back. Mark Manny, head coach of the Andover Huskies, the defending champ, will join us in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Defending 2A champs Andover back at the tourney starting on Thursday. They'll play in the nightcap against Lakeville South in the four or five game. Mark Manny, head coach, joining us. And, Mark, uh, congrats on another great season following up that wonderful championship win, a game folks are never going to forget against Maple Grove a year ago. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Uh, that one will be uh, be hard to top, um, but <laughs> yeah, we're thrilled to be back in the tourney, and uh, all of our returning kids uh are excited to get a second crack at it, and they're uh, having fun, kind of leading the young guys through the process and uh, and getting them acclimated to what will certainly be a, an intense uh, tournament next week. Yeah, you, you go into your section tournament, the number two seed, the defending state champ, and uh, in section seven double A, you got to go to Duluth, play at Amsoil, and I know great building, great experience, but. Boy, you, your team played great in that section tournament, dominating the Hounds in that section final. Yeah, we sure did. And, and you know, it's a great example. We have to remember we're dealing with teenagers here, and, and pressure uh, influences them in different ways. And the Hounds had a great season, and they were a very good team. And, and uh, you know, under the pressure, they just maybe didn't play their best that night. And, you know, in a one-and-done tournament, that's enough to get you out of there. But they would have been great representatives of Section 7 AA as well. And uh, But we were uh, certainly thrilled to get past them. Mark Manny joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Coach of the Andover Huskies, the defending champs. They go in as the number four seed and play in the nightcap on Thursday. David Levake of the Star Tribune brought it up. The elite scoring. Uh, Gavin Thorson, Cooper Conway, and Caden Casey. Uh, the the point total is is just it, they've combined for uh, well over two hundred points this season. It's it's just amazing. It's close to two fifty. Yeah, they. Um, well, you know, you can say anything about those guys. They they do everything well. Um, they're three different players, uh, but they complement each other so well and. And they've kind of gotten on a roll here the second half of the season. Um, Casey was banged up until Christmas time, and and they were kind of out of sync. And when he got fully healthy, uh, they really started clicking, and they haven't slowed down since. So uh, they lead us offensively, and and we're going to lean on them uh, in the tournament. And uh, but maybe the unsaid story about us is we've been getting great defense and goaltending, and 
our, our goals against is as low as a little bit lower actually than it was last year, I think. And, and so uh, we're where we need to be defensively. And if we can get some secondary scoring to go with that top line, we'll be okay. Yeah, and gold tending a big deal. Uh, Bo Altman, Cal Conway, you bring up both save percentage over 900 and goals against under 1.8. That, that's pretty extraordinary. Altman 14-3 and 1, Conway 7-3. and So they have both played a role this season. They sure did. Altman's been uh, really good the last month and a half. And um, when he competes, he can be as good as any goalie. Uh, he, he doesn't have the size, but... Uh, some days he just gets in his mind he's going to stop the puck, and and he does a great job for a smaller goalie. I I should say I felt bad for Conway, too. I wanted to get everybody into that section championship game, so I, I threw him in there with about five minutes left, and, and wouldn't you know it, uh, East got a power play right away and then scored on that. I, um, so I, I threw him in there cold, and he got scored on, which makes his stats look a little worse, but uh, it was good to get him in the game. Well, uh, Mark, tight on time. We got the news coming up, but uh, congrats <laughs> on another trip to the tourney, and and good luck to the Huskies on Thursday. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate everything. All right, there he is, Mark Manny, head coach Andover Huskies, the defending champs, and that that is a title game a year ago against Maple Grove that no one's going to forget. It is truly one of those games where it was a shame someone had to lose. Andover won it. Maple Grove takes the loss, and the Crimson are back, and the tourney as well. Great stuff. All the news, all the weather at 4 will go outdoors with Steve Carney in a moment here on CCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.